Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules are simple. We can discuss as many ideas as we like, but only one can be taken to the next stage where it will be used as the basis for Jay Kwan's long-awaited follow-up single. It's been 14 years, Jay. 14 years. I'm Joel, a man who puts the pansy in chimpanzee, and across from me is John Harris, a man who only last week saw chocolate rain for the first time and has been sharing it with everyone he meets, declaring YouTube the future of videotape. Have you seen it? <laughs> yeah, you sent it to me ten times. Tazon Day. He, yeah, yeah. It's great. We it's know really about Tazon Day. His voice, right? His voice is really deep. It's so deep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good stuff. It's like how you might imagine chocolate rain to sound. Yeah. John, we're here to pitch movies. Pitch me a movie. Michael Jackson and the Lightning Thief. I knew where that was going as soon as you said Jackson. <laughs> because Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief, probably one of my favourite films of all time. <laughs> I've not really seen it. I, does it. Does he still lightning and then use it like Thor? I think that he is the son of Zeus, which well, would be making Hercules. Personally. I, all I know is there's a family romp with kind of mythical creatures and gods uh, and stuff. Okay, all right. I'm in, yeah, I'm into it. Is it. Was it based on a book? Yeah, a series of kids' books, classic stuff. Did they make a second one? No. Oh, maybe they did. Mm. I think it was one of those ones. You know, like they keep plugging away at them, like the Maze Runner series and Chronicles of Narnia. They just keep trying, but... Sorry, guys. You're not Harry Potter. (laughs) You're not Harry Potter. You haven't put Michael Jackson in your lead role. What do you want from us? So Michael Jackson quite wanted to act in movies, didn't he? He famously had the rights for Spider-Man for a long time and tried to make himself play the role of Spider-Man. Yeah. Which is interesting. I, interesting is definitely a word I would um, use to describe that. So I think when, when he passed away, uh, there were a lot of things on his estate. Like a lot, He owned quite a few film rights or a bid on quite a few film rights and stuff, which is fascinating. Yeah. So I, I see this being a thing. I could see maybe if he'd lived a bit longer, he would have read Percy Jackson of the Lightning Thief and been like, you know, it's just a switch of the first names. Great, great stuff. Great content. And a killer soundtrack, guaranteed. Mm, it's quite late, Jacko. Oh, do you think he'll insist on making new music for it? It'll be like Rock My World era Jacko. Hmm. Which is a good song. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. Maybe maybe that then. But he did Moonwalker. He did Moonwalker. Have Moonwalker. I haven't seen Moonwalker. There's a bit where he turns into a 
um, plasticine rabbit. That's all I remember. Why? Why not, mate? I don't know. It's just, just Michael Jackson. Have you seen Thriller? <laughs> Have you seen this movie, Thriller? It's basically a f- movie, isn't it? Yeah, it's really good. Uh, the problem with this one, James, is uh, it was from James. I think I got too too ahead of myself in just, in shouting the movie title. A problem with this one, James, is we haven't seen Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. That is a problem. Oh, is it? A, is it a problem? Um, How do you steal lightning? How would you steal lightning? You'd how would gloves. I steal lightning? You'd need gloves. Metal gl- No, because it was... No, that's a conductor. But but then what... You can't catch it. What's, what are those cages called? A Faraday cage. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, the band Everything Everything. Um, <laughs> I would do an invert... I'd make a Faraday cup. A big Faraday bucket. I've got it. Is... Is The Lightning Thief a sequel to Hurricane Heist? <laughs> yes, it is. This <laughs> <laughs> is a series They're of films. Nicking Weather. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. The, the lead man is called Nick Weather. <laughs> Nick Weather. Yeah. There you go. Played by Michael Jackson. Why not? That was fun. Ah. Uh, what about this one from Alice? Connects Machina. We've already had T-Rex Machina. <laughs> we have, yeah. It- but I like Connects Machina purely for the image of a, of a crazy scientist being like, do you believe she is a human? And it's just like a Connects figure. There was a point in the 2000s where I thought Connects was going to do it, man. Like, take over Lego. I thought it was going to no. do it. Lego had, Lego had a wobble. Lego had a pre-franchise Legos wobble, didn't they? Yeah, I think when and we... Connects were- was so cool. You're right. When we were kids, because then when my little brother was a kid... They came back. Yeah. With, oh, uh, mate, and they're not bionics. going away. I would say they're not going to go away anytime soon. But no. they famously had a wobble, and they reinvented themselves, and now they're obviously the biggest kids' toy on earth. Yeah. But there was a, I mean, there was a couple of weeks there where I thought Connects <laughs> might do it. Connects. People we... used to make unbelievable things out of Connects. You remember? Ye- Merry-go-rounds. Yeah, it was roller coasters. It's a lot more mechanical, not as mechanical as Meccano. <laughs> which I mean, come on, guys, that was, that's never had a shot. Is it no. still going? Yeah, probably. Oh. I enjoyed How many it. people do you reckon work for Meccano? Three? Yeah. It was a plucky upstart. You know, no, you know, don't, take, don't, don't totally take them out of the race, but probably. Yeah. Always the bridesmaid. Oh. Connects are always the bridesmaid. Famously founded by Mick Arno. <laughs> um, Michael Arno. Right, in this alternate universe where they had taken over, yep. what would the Connects movie be like? Oh, that's a good question. It would be, be a lot more dense and complicated. There'd be no human characters. No, there couldn't be a single human character. That'd be awful. Yeah, hang on, what would it be? It'd be like... Just shots of cities and stuff. Yeah. Which is a bit like um, Kaya Nutskartsi, which is a documentary that I enjoy. But there's people in that. Even Kaya Nutskartsi has people in it. Yeah, t- don't have to tell me, mate. <laughs> I watch it all the time. I love watch- I really love watching it. Uh, what about this one from Tim? Uh, a family adopts a German composer, japes and hilarity ensues. Beethoven. Joel, if you haven't seen the, the film where... So they the f- laid... Uh, yeah, okay, the Beethoven. sorry. Beethoven. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking that the word bait had been used, <laughs> no. but it hasn't. No. Yeah, I have seen Beethoven, the dog, yeah. he dies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but there's a sequel. Spoiler? Weird. It's probably his son. Did his he have son? A, did you see him have any babies? It's like the shot's like the end of Godzilla where you see an egg. Yeah. <laughs> a dog egg. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what they do, don't they? <laughs> Anyone ever seen a dog give birth? No. No, eggs. Um... Okay, so they, they they adopt the German composer. Yeah. Was Beethoven definitely German? Yes. Yeah, okay. Which one was Austrian? He died in Austria, but he was born in Germany. He might be Austria he might be Austrian and born in Germany actually. My bad. Oh no, I'm thinking of Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I'm always easy, always easy. through that. Yeah, always yeah. through that. Okay, yeah, German composer, what he lives in like a little It's like wooden an American at the end of the garden. Yeah. Okay. Has he got a piano? <laughs> well you'd hope so. 
Is, so here's a composer on a lead. This feels weird. Doesn't it feel weird? <laughs> Someone's going to step in. <laughs> what? Aren't they? Oh, like human services. Is it like a crust for the other composers? <laughs> I like that. What do you get them to do? Play their music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's just a gig. You get them to play the music and then they're... Oh, by the they way... Give it a treat. My, I don't know if you have this, but in my head, they are, they're like humans, but a lot smaller. Well, in my head, they're humans on all fours, but they've got like big fluffy dog ears and a nose. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, fine, that. And yeah. then, so they'd play a little lovely composition yeah. and then they roll, they run around in like uh, a little where, tube and stuff. Where does Bark feature in this? We're finished. Do you want one from me? Yes, please. Uh, this is from Jordan. Me, myself, the king and Irene. <laughs> You're having that, aren't yeah. you? That's the, I think that would be the best title we've ever had. <laughs> me, myself, <laughs> Okay. So me, myself and Irene is from, even for a, a man who is forgiving of Jim Carrey's filmography. Yeah. It's bad. Have you seen it? It's jokes about schizophrenia. Yeah. But it was funny then. Yeah. 2005. <laughs> <laughs> so me, myself and Irene, a guy has a dual personality and one of them's really wired and crazy. Yeah. And Irene is obviously the girl he's going after. And I think from what I recall, Irene quite likes the bad boy. But obviously he's trying to oh. shake the bad boy half because he's he does terrible things. The king and I <laughs> school teacher goes to Bangkok, Thailand. Yeah. To deal with the king. So Jim Carrey goes there. Oh, I it's thought, a sequel. Oh. I thought Jim because Jim Carrey's gonna be the king. Yeah, exactly. Remember this is in two thousand and five when these things were apparently okay. He was the he king. He plays the king of Bangkok. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on board with that. It, yeah. He, um, the alter ego gets himself in so much trouble yeah. that he has to flee the country and through a series of japes, okay. he becomes the king of Bangkok. <laughs> <laughs> Me, myself, the king and Irene. That's, I mean, that's golden. Jordan, how you're does, a genius. How does, how do japes lead you to become the king of the country? Watch the movie, mate. Does he marry into the family? Yeah, yeah. Oh, fine. Fine, 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 fine. One from Marty. Yep. Sherlock Holmes under the hammer. <laughs> My immediate thought is it's yeah. like it's like a Bond torture device. Oh, really? So like That's tied. where you went straight away. <laughs> and it's like the hammer's about to go down on Sherlock's head. Okay, so that, that's actually quite good, isn't it? Yeah, you expect that. Me but to that just speak. sounds like a yeah. That just sounds like a line from a film. Yeah, we've really got Holmes under the hammer now. Yeah, yeah, and then Dion Dublin just walks on screen. <laughs> Soundtracking it with his tube. You say you, you say that sounds like a line from a film. Like as any of the other concepts we come up with, are anything more than a line from a film. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes under the hammer. He's always been a force for good. Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. So he decides to become a force for pure evil and a state agent. <laughs> you can't say that, can't I? I don't know. What are they going to do? Uh, Stiff me. Yeah. yeah. He becomes an estate agent. And he sells all the remaining houses on Baker Street to idiots. You put yourself in a... Why would he sell the remaining houses on the street to idiots? So he can be the smartest man in Baker Street. He probably is the smartest man in Baker Street. He though. doesn't know that, though. For yeah, a fact. true. A load of geniuses move into Baker Street and he has to find some quirk in local law to get them out because he feels compromised. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> perfect. I don't know about perfect. Sherlock Holmes under the hammer. What about this one from Glenn? Gangs of York. Good. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> a prequel yeah <laughs> before they all moved to New York before they all moved to New York yeah so have you been to York no it's really beautiful I'm sure it is yeah uh, have you been to New York no hmm 
Have you been to New York? I, I've not been to New York, but I've been oh. to York. Well, that's all that matters. For this for this film pitch, that's all that matters. Trying to imagine what the gangs would be like in New York. Quite what? quite obedient. I imagine they're being some I imagine the turf war being mostly around a library. Yeah. So one of the gangs has been a bit too noisy and the other gang is just shushing them. <sighs> Was the library at your school a place of real mischief? Yeah. Serious mischief at school libraries. You'd make more noise in a library than you would in any other room. It's not like, people did at mine. No? <laughs> we would if I said yes. That, wow. Uh, <laughs> they used to take books and put them in people's blazer pockets so that when they left the library, the alarms went off. Uh, and everyone would scream, Thief! <laughs> That's, uh, it's just banter. It's just it's great just, stuff. I mean, it's, it's very funny. <laughs> that is quite funny, isn't it? <laughs> the ultimate would be if you could slip a new book in someone's pocket when they were returning the one that had been put in their pocket. <laughs> so it would go off again. <laughs> and I, I got caught by that one many a time. Did your school library have a rack of postcards for no reason? <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> did you know what sent them? I used to send them every day. Every lunchtime. A lunchtime dispatch from the front line. What was that? Having a great time. Was it pictures of your school? <laughs> no, obviously not. No, um, it's like NHS stuff, wasn't it? Yeah. NHS stuff? What do you mean NHS stuff? <laughs> not lovely vistas of the local county. <laughs> no. I thought NHS. I thought it was like health stuff like, you know, make sure you touch your balls and stuff like that. You don't have to encourage. <laughs> I went to all boys' school. It, it was actually it, not, was, it was stop touching your balls. Now I think about it, it was like movie posters for like crap movies. That's weird. That was the postcards. It's <laughs> strange. What strange? Why do we never question things until ten years later? Well, Glenn, that's Kings of York. <laughs> that's Kings of York, mate. Yeah, and you don't need any more than that, do you? I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, what about this one? I think we can get... I think we can really dig our teeth into this one. This one's from Gru, The Funaway Bride. Okay, nice. What's The Runaway Bride? I don't know, but it doesn't matter. This is... why We can can work out what it's about. Why would a bride ban all fun at their own wedding? John? Yeah? I spent five years working in a wedding venue. Yeah. And let me tell you, there's brides out there that run that thing like a military operation. <laughs> I've seen weddings that are minuted. No. Yeah. You tell me that's fun. 
<laughs> what's fun in minuting? <laughs> Nothing, mate. What's What's fun about scheduling? That's why I'm a freewheeler. Yeah. Fun away bride. Okay, so the worry for the bride is she's marrying into a wacky family. Oh, no. They're, I mean, they're, they're really wacky. Yeah. Um, and she's from a fa- Oh, mate. G- s- s- Slinky-eyed glasses, all that stuff. Yeah, that's vanilla compared to what they're <laughs> up to. But her family are from a, a very well-to-do background, okay? Mm-hmm. They've never met the other family before until the wedding day oh, and she man. has to keep a lid on the wackiness she for the whole keep day the fun away yeah oh, crazy. no no her own family are really wacky yeah she's marrying into an extremely well-to-do family and she has to spend the day cutting out the wackiness so she was the rebel of the family but by being the rebel of the family she's she was quite just, normal just got like, a good education and a job like like scheduling thinks that's fun yeah just stuff like that and she's marrying into this family and the family had never met and the husband's like oh you know i like the wackiness of your family but the husbands to be's parents are very old school and if they see an ounce of wackiness and what she hasn't told them is there's like a family tradition that they do at weddings what is it that's so outlandishly wacky that it will just immediately cause a divorce what is it Uh, I'm trying to buy time by talking here the cake's made out of worms that's not wacky that's more sort of (laughs) horrific (laughs) couple of wacky things I had at weddings yeah there was a medieval wedding once I had to dress up as a jester (laughs) You're Actually, no, I just turned up yeah, as a jester. Yeah, Lucky oh, enough. Convenient. Uh, another one. Yeah. This happened a few times. People would hire a Del Boy impersonator who would, like, walk <laughs> in late to the wedding, like, during the meal bit, when people were giving speeches and stuff, and he'd, like, storm in to the door and be like, oh, all right, sorry, I'm late, and I'd, like, a silly cocktail on the go and, like, walk through the thing, causing a massive scene in his big sheepskin coat. You saw that, that- more than once. <laughs> I'd say that that happened at least once a year. That's yeah. so strange. That people will hire impersonators. We quite often have impersonators there. Mm. Isn't that weird? That is strange. It's kind of weird. Like, the singing ones, I understand more. Like, you'd get, like, an Elvis tribute act and stuff. But you'd get, like, comedy actors. Like, we had, like, a Lou and Andy from Little Britain one. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. It's a... It was a... It was a... It's a classy venue. It turns out, it turns out we're going to have to up our wackiness to really... To, to yeah, exactly. Otherwise, these are just standard weddings that are happening. Custard pieing the priest midway through the vows. Yes, <laughs> because the letters of pie are in priest. <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's a fact. You know, at the beginning where Joel says, I'm the man who puts the blah, blah, blah in blah, blah, blah. That's not like, he doesn't look that up. He, Joel knows the makeup of all <laughs> words and what other words I are do. contained within. That's true. Yeah, okay, they custard pie the priest and she dives in the way and takes the pie. Yeah. But why would she do that? But she th- she does do it. The priest is lactose intolerant. The priest is famously <laughs> lactose intolerant and will die. And will die if custard touches him. But they love wackiness so much, they're prepared to kill a priest. <laughs> All for a good cause. Well, it's just for fun. It's just for great fun. Anyway, that was really good fun. Who sent that in? Gru. Gru, that was great. Should we move- is that the villain from Despicable Me? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Should we move on to ours? Let's do ours, yeah. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Cool. So you know, like, fairy tales? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're great, they're, right? Oh, they're great. And they're getting, like, re- they're getting redone in a kind of, like, <laughs> I was about to say they're getting grit. really popular. <laughs> Guys, uh, listen out for fairy tales. They're going to be big in the next few years. <laughs> no, they get, they're all getting redone into kind of gritty Disney films and stuff. Yeah, And yeah. I was just thinking, what's, a new, what's another... Gritty. What's another well that we could tap into? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, nursery rhymes. Yes. The untapped nursery rhyme market. Humpty Dumpty. Horrific. 
I mean, so either you do it like, so what happens with Disney and stuff is they do it in a kind of like, it's just like they're trying Lord of the Rings it, don't they? That's, that's kind of what yeah, they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Or we just use the story and plot and we put it into a totally different genre, like loads of, loads of films and stuff do with Shakespeare plays. Yeah. So we could have like a gritty mafia. I'm thinking Humpty detective. Dumpty. I'm thinking detective. Yeah. So a noir. Yeah. Where he investigates who pushed oh, who pushed Humpty Dumpty. Who pushed Humpty Dumpty off the wall, yeah. He's not gonna investigate who pushed himself off. No. Does he die? Yeah, they couldn't put him back together again. Isn't there a comedian who's got a whole bit about I how think it's, it's never Gervais, me- isn't it? It's never mentioned he's an egg. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. It is really good. Is it Gervais? Yeah. Yeah. Because even it, in this I'm it must thinking be old Gervais then. <laughs> if it's funny. I'm thinking Got some issues with the latest one, mate. Yeah, I haven't watched it. I'm intrigued. I want to watch it to have an opinion. Yeah, yeah he's got he's got a few opinions, and he? Uh, he wants to ram them down your throat. Do you know what would be good if you had jokes? <laughs> Is that your main issue? There's no actual like punchlines and stuff. There's no jokes. Oh, I know. He's just chatting. Barely. He's oh. just reading tweets that have been added at him. It's unbelievable. <laughs> the goal, the goal of the man, and I, I'm a huge fan. Yeah, Joel. That meeting about the live show that we're going to have at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, my my original plan for the show is just us reading tweets that have been added at us. It's not a very won't be a very long show. <laughs> Get in touch, guys. <laughs> right, it's weird because like that joke aside, even when we were trying to make it into a, a gritty noir, yeah. I still couldn't not think of an egg. You could always think of an egg. <laughs> if someone says, if you say Humpty Dumpty, immediately you envision an egg. Yeah, it's so ingrained in us. It's inc- it's ridiculous. It is amazing. Yeah. So this egg man. <laughs> So I think in my head it's like looking a bit like Sin City is a noir. So it's got that comic book yeah, setting, yeah, which like means it, you can like get it. away with someone actually being, being an egg. An egg. Yeah. So we've got our main detective, and maybe maybe it's a maybe it's a Sin City world in which all of the nursery rhymes exist. Yeah, cool. What other ones are there? I wrote some down. Jack and Jill. That's also quite horrific. Jack Horner. Jack similar injury, but not an egg. What is Jack? What happens with Jack Horner? Something with a pie, isn't it? It breaks his. Cr- oh, Jack Horner sat in a corner, thinking about <laughs> some hay. <laughs> some hay. Along came a spider. He sat, sat down beside her. <laughs> is that right? I Couldn't put Humpty back together again. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of the uh, film. The night noir voiceover does a mashup of all the poems. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Zodiac messages from the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There you go. Oh. Oh shit! Like seven. Seven uses all the... It's so weird that you say that, mate. Why? Because my idea is based on seven. All right, let's, let, let's put this one on the back burner. Let's move on to yours. So, yeah, I watched seven for the first time. Really? It's good, isn't it? Yeah. Spacey's in it. Yeah. I didn't realise. I, I was so far into the movie before he turned up. Well, cause there's he, a spoiler. <laughs> it, is it a spoiler? It is, I think his, his being in the film is a spoiler. Like, he wasn't part of the promotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's an odd one. Yeah, so if you're going to watch Seven for the first time, be warned. I thought, this is great. Mm. I thought that through most of the movie. It's really, really good, isn't it? Mm. A really amazing film. Yeah. Yeah. One of the one of the scary... We t- we're wimps. It's got one of the scariest jump scares. Which bit's that? The corpse. Oh, God, yeah. Horrible. You know that um, they didn't tell the police officers? No, well, the, the actors. Corpse gonna, <gasps> yeah, they didn't tell the actors that he was going to do that. Oh. So their genuine reactions. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd ask for increasing my fee, wouldn't you? <laughs> Danger I would, money. I would literally excavate my bowels. Literally? Yeah, literally. Yeah, not yeah. metaphorically. I to be thought. fair, when people say they shit themselves, that's always metaphorically. Move on, sorry. Seven. So, not always. <laughs> Every time I say it. Um, so, that's based on the seven deadly sins. Mm. A kill related to every sin. Yeah. 
got me thinking. What's another big seven in popular culture? Magpies. A kill related to every one of the magpie things. You know what, the magpie, right? No, I don't know. Tell one me. for sorrow, two for joy, three for a girl, four for a boy. <laughs> yeah. Five for silver, six for gold, seven for a secret never to be told. You don't know this? No. Mate! When you see a magpie, you know it's bad luck to see one magpie? It's, it's bad luck. I cannot, be- I cannot believe. This is so ingrained in everyone else in the United Kingdom apart from you. If you speak to... I, I, absolutely. I thought this is such a fucking good idea. I genuinely <laughs> couldn't believe it wasn't a film. <laughs> and you don't know about it. No. The magpie thing. No. If you see one magpie, you're yeah. supposed to say, hello, what? Mr. Magpie. How's Mrs. Magpie? Because you acknowledge there's another one. Because one magpie is sorrow. <laughs> I can't believe you don't know this. And I hear a few people saying, what if there's eight magpies? There's never eight magpies. <laughs> <laughs> it's just seven and one. Um, <laughs> if you saw eight magpies, Joe would, Joe would start beating one to death. Yeah, well, I would. I would do that. That's true. The magpie thing. Okay. You don't know about the magpie thing. It rings a vague bell. It rings a vague bell. <laughs> so, right. So, magpies. So, this is good. So, what's so seven th- kills for the seven sorrow. things. One for sorrow. Someone that made him really upset. One for joy. Ooh. Someone that made him really happy. Yeah. Three for a girl. A girl. <laughs> Four for a boy. A boy. Okay. Five for silver. <laughs> like three Long have been John killed. Silver. Three have been killed and the detective knows the, the thing and they're like, we're looking for a boy. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. It could be anyone. <laughs> and the last one's for a secret never to be told. Yeah. That's quite good, that the one, The secret right? never to be told is he commits suicide. It's, it's him, yeah. Yeah. And he never reveals the kills that he made. Yeah. There you and go. They, That's he, quite good, isn't it? Yeah. It's, like, the, mag, the magpie killer. Everyone... Direct message John abuse about not knowing about the magpie yeah. thing. Send him pictures of aggressive magpies. I'll do. I'll do. So when this episode goes up, let's let's give you guys a day to digest. So on Wednesday morning, mm-hmm. as the so the day after the episode goes up, yeah. I'll do a Twitter poll: Is John an idiot? I won't even put the context. So <laughs> yeah. feel free just to yeah. call me an idiot. Great. Great. I'm going to cool. share that far and wide. <laughs> and who are we going to declare the winner? So we got the most legs out of Funaway Bride. Yeah. So I think that should be the winner. Yes. But then, me, myself, the king, and Irene is the best title. Well, there's a lot. So I'd say the one that you could genuinely see at the cinema would be your one. Yeah, thank you very much. Most mileage, fun away bride, best title. We're not. We're not at fucking Oscars now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> best actor in supporting category. <laughs> uh, no, uh, yeah, fun away bride. Let's because that, that got us the most minutes. Congrats, Grew. So that brings us to the end of the show, and we know it's the end of the show because there's a rat tat tat at the studio door, and John. <laughs> It's a solitary magpie. I got my hair cut today. Thanks for noticing. We did a whole podcast and you've not mentioned it once. Uh, uh, it's too short, isn't it? I, I was agree. thinking about it throughout the whole episode, but it's not, well, for one thing, Joel's wearing big um, studio big head. <laughs> You can't see it, to be fair. <laughs> he always wears a hat. I, I, I don't know what Joel's hair looks like. Well, I'm like Danny like. Baker. He yeah. wears, I'm using hats, doesn't he, while he's on yeah. air. Um, no, go on. Uh, when I, whenever I get my hair cut, I always uh, have exactly the same thought. So you know there's that moment in your hair cut when it looks its worst? Yeah. Normally when um, it's just been, the sides have just been shaved. Yeah. And you have I've like never a, had the sides shaved. Okay, so you have a bit of an overlap maybe. Will there be a point in your hair cut when it looks the worst? Okay. And I always think, what if... At, so there is, there is, right? When they've wet it and they've like done a bit, but not all of it, it will okay. look a bit mad, a bit like um, Flock of Seagulls. And I, I can see the joke you want to make is, why did you leave at that point today, Joel? <laughs> but what I always think at that exact moment is, I think, I look ridiculous at this second. I, no, I think, what if my hairdresser has a heart attack? <laughs> 
and dies or it just can't carry on the haircut what's the protocol so does one of the other hairdressers step in and finish the cut or do i just have to leave the hairdressers with that hairstyle and so i always think what's the nearest hairdresser to here that i could go for to get a top i think about it every single time i get my hair cut you think you walk into the second place and they go heart attack (laughs) yeah yeah this is the third one today Yeah, is that so, interesting? You're, and now, every time you get your haircut, you're like, and everyone listen to this. Every time they get yeah. their haircut, I have exactly the same thought. My my only thing I would say is, um, I think my haircut looks the worst at the final bit. I always think about three quarters of the way through. There, so go. you're worried when they're holding the mirror up, they'll I'm keel like, over. I'm like, <laughs> and, and then on top of it, seven years bad luck. <laughs> I think, yeah. Oh God, imagine if this is the end of the haircut, and then he goes, to a, yeah, you know, that's how thank much. You. Yeah. <laughs> He does the weird slappy thing with the brush on your he neck. Slaps you. He slaps you. Um, you know, he slaps your neck with the brush. I, I'm getting hairier, right? And um, they do this thing where they put the they put the cape over and then they put like an extra white collar around your neck. Did they do that Yeah, for you? yeah. That's, 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 that's new. Right? <laughs> well, that's weird. Who would have thought that It's would be... new, but it feels hundreds of years yeah. old. Who would have thought there would be evolution in the hairdressing it, I know. It's so it feels like a Florence Nightingale-style bandage mm. around your neck, doesn't it? It's so yeah. strange. It feels like there's like some shrapnel embedded in you. Anyway, when they take that off, they're like, oh, because oh, they've shaved all around the back and the sides of my head, right? They take that bit off and they're like, oh, just... Do it, trim a bit more off there because I've got hair sort of on my na- neck and now sort of on my back and they don't really know where to stop <laughs> so when they take the cape off they sort of reveal the collar and they just sort of shave that and then sometimes it sticks out a bit and they kind of don't know where to and so I have to take my top off oh mate it yeah. sounds like a nightmare I stand naked until they remove every hair from my body and my swimming has got a lot quicker <laughs> The other day when I got a haircut, I'm, I, who would have thought a hairdressing would have so much, would be such a font of just chat. Content. Uh, the other day when I got a haircut, he like cleaned up the sideburns, classic stuff, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. Cleaned up the sideburns. I've always got stubble. He cleaned yeah. up the sideburns and then he did it with like a razor. Just, so he just left an inch gap oh, between no. my sideburns and my facial hair. They always ask me what, they, what I want done with my And you say an inch gap, please. <laughs> I actually ask for a bigger gap. <laughs> I say no sideburns. Right. Joel. Yep. I've been away. I've been doing my research. A few weeks back, you said I'd really failed as a Frenchman. Oh, yeah. And so I went, I did my research. I'm holding a book like I say, I'm going to be it's like blue. a diary. Or should I say blue? I got you some presents, Joel. Oh, amazing. What'd you get me? I got you this card. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, listener, we'll take a photo of this for the old socials, but... Um, it's uh, in the shape of a surfboard. It's actually quite made of quite a sturdy wood. It's like, I feel like a, a mouse could probably surf on that. Yeah. Uh, it says, keep calm and surf, and it's doing the, wee, all right, hand emoji thing. Which uh, Thumb out, little finger out. Which, uh, I don't know if you've noticed, Joel, over the last few weeks. You've really kind of... I've been campaigning yeah, to get that emoji. Uh, I've not risen to it. And on the back, <laughs> it's a lovely personal note. It just says, to Joel from John. <laughs> nice. Uh, there are, I mean, there's a few lines there for a message, but you've, what you've done, you've handily kept those blank, so I can kind of imagine what you might have said. That's <laughs> and good. And I got you a second present. That's really nice. A second present? Yeah. Duh. Presents. You know, like uh, you know, like colleagues in an office, we're like pod colleagues, and you know when they go yeah. away to a foreign country, they have to bring back, like, sweets from mm-hmm. the country. So I got you some sweets. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, man, the rules on the continent for Haribo just don't <laughs> apply, do they? I've got Haribo Spicy Pick, which, I mean, 
there's a lovely dancing guy on the front. I really like him. He's in a sombrero. He's a devil in a sombrero. He's a Mexican devil, and he's holding a chili. Are they going to be spicy sweets? Yeah. And uh, have you jo- ever had one? No. And Joel, no. Just before you go dive right oh, okay. in, look. There's a little heat rating on the back, so you, you should. Oh, they've got different heats. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll start low. So, blue lightning is the peak. To give you an idea of how spicy these get, blue lightning is the least spicy. <laughs> right. I've got no spice. Draw them. Yeah. Uh, shall I try blue lightning as well? Mm. You think there's absolutely no spice? Zero spice on the blue lightning. But it is right at the bottom of the thermometer. It barely regi- registers <laughs> on the magnesium. And these probably have magnesium in them. But they're extra hot and peak. There's no... They're, they're the not devil the... is the devil and the tripod. They're not... They're tripod, not... trident. <laughs> the devil's taking a few photos. Right, here we these go. These ones barely register on the Scoville scale. I bet you these ones... Get yourself a dev. All right. Let's go devil. We've, we've skipped out a few in the middle there, but... We appreciate eating is boring enough on a podcast. Yeah. Here we go. Sound for the devil. Okay. It's pretty fruity. Mm. Just... Oh, wow. We swallow. Oh, tickly. Mm. Mm. There's it... something there. It tastes like a tang fastic. Yeah, afterwards, there's a little ting on your tongue. <laughs> there's a what? <laughs> there's a ting on your tongue. <laughs> These are less unpleasant than I was expecting. These but are quite, I quite pleasant. Like them. Yeah. Uh, oh, well. Thanks, mate. What, oh, why are you disappointed that you give me a nice gift? Yeah, I thought I was, I thought it really stitched you I'm up. Have a green one now. Mm. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, ninety-six percent replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a thirty-night guarantee. Plus, get fifteen percent off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then you'll be the best listener.